It is a technological world. Wayne Kylo, solocore.com. He's on the West Coast. He's the West Coast coolest dad. And one of the reasons is he plays video games with his kids all the time. Now, that's not a joke, Blaine. I mean, this is the season of all things gaming as things really ramp up, huh? Yeah, there's more and more all the time. We'll have new releases that we'll be talking about from here right through the end of November and then into December. Usually things, by the time you get to first week of December, things are out because, you know, people need time to, to buy things. Although, because so many things can be bought digitally these days, um, you could conceivably push release dates right up until the 24th of December if you wanted. Uh, yeah, well, there's lots to go here. Um, Forza has been around for a long time. It's a name that I recognize. I'm not a gamer. And uh, and it's quite popular, although they've made some changes. The, the old F1 games have really stepped into... F1's marketing has become so strong in the last few years. Everything from real life to T-shirts at the Bay to the video games. I think that squeezed some of the other motorsport driving games to make some changes. Yeah, there. I mean... Each of the menu major publishers have their own driving games. And one of the things that Forza did a few years ago was it kind of split off the, the, the arcade racing game and that's Forza Horizon. So that's if you kind of want to do the crazy driving, interesting environments, really fun arcadey type stuff. And that's a very different experience from Forza Motorsport, which is what we're talking about today. This is a racing sim. This is you want to get in and you want to experience as close as possible to what it might be like to be on a track in a car that's tuned for racing. This is technically the eighth Forza Motorsport, but Turn 10, the developer who makes the game for Microsoft and Xbox, they've gotten rid of the iteration numbers. They're just calling it a platform now. So when it launches next week, it's got 20 tracks and 500 cars, including new release cars like the Chevy Corvette electronic, the E-Ray. This is a pretty slick electronic car, uh, the new VET. Um, and because this is they're thinking of this as a platform now, it's going to continually have updates and releases. So it doesn't mean that there won't be other versions released for purchase in the future, but Thinking of it as a platform means that there's more coming into it over time. So it's going to sustain itself a little longer. What distinguishes this edition from motorsport from some others is the work that they've done to bring accessibility into this. They've got blind drive assist built into Forza Motorsport, which enables people with visual impairments to actually race cars along with everybody else. Oh, that's really cool. The so when they do when they do this, it's kind of like your Windows updates and your Mac updates. It just keeps updating, right? Uh, it doesn't. It you don't have to buy a new version every six months or whatever, like you used to have to do. But that that also must mean that um, subscriptions and spending money inside the game must be a little bit different when they change this over. It's going to cost you money to do some things, I'm assuming. Yeah, there's there's no information that I have right now about microtransactions within motorsport. Um, most games will have some updates over the years while they're in between major releases. And like I said, it's it's not like we're not going to have another Forza Motorsport to purchase in a few years. 
but by removing that number and thinking of it as a platform, there's a little more liberty not to sort of have to have a new one in two years. Maybe it'll be three or four years before Turn 10 comes out with another motorsport. And in the meantime, they're going to be able to update this one to keep people playing and keep people interested. Solocore.com, if you want to follow along with Blaine Kylo, uh, what's next, Assassin's Creed? Yeah, we talked about this one a few weeks back when I got early access to it and I've got the full game now and one of the things that I wanted to sort of talk about briefly is something that I got a taste of during that preview but playing their full game it really comes clear that what Ubisoft is doing with this game is slowing you down this game encourages you as you're playing Basim to be thoughtful and intentional with what you're doing the Assassin's Creed games over the years have kind of gotten a little frenzied and you, they were more about the action. This is getting back to the being slow and methodical and taking in the environment and investigating what's around you. It's a really appealing way to play, to sort of slow it down a little bit, especially with the lush visuals and really excellent character acting here. Assassin's Creed Mirage is now available for all of your favorite consoles and it's one of my favorites in the series. Okay, there you go. Now, inside scoop on that one, Assassin's, uh, Assassin's Creed. Don't be confused if you're shopping for that for somebody because there's like 3,000 of Assassin's Creeds, isn't there? There are, there are a number of them. Mirage is the latest. Um, Valhalla was the one just previous to this. Uh, and, you know, that's Mirage is a good one to come into because it's so different. It's kind of a return to the roots of the franchise. Okay, good to know. Um, Battle Realm Brawl. Um, what the heck is that? <laughs> this is this is the video game, mobile gaming tournament that Vancouver's Kabam Games is bringing to the city. So this is a competition in Marvel's Contest of Champions. And over the month of August and September, players from around the world have been competing. And eight finalists who are identified by their gamer tags, so I don't actually know who these people are, um, but they're all coming to Vancouver uh, later in October for the 20th, 20th and the 21st. And they're going to do a tournament with these eight finalists to determine one champion. And people in the Lower Mainland can attend for free. And if you're a Marvel Contest of Champions player, you can witness the Battle Realm Brawl tournament on Twitch. Because, of course, Kabam has a Twitch channel. Of course they do. You can, um, if that's for ev most everybody, can watch things on Twitch too, which is pretty all right for people to learn. If you want to learn more things about this stuff, for sure. Yeah, um, it's fun. Yeah, you can. I mean, this is the one thing about video games today. And if you ever think that we're crazy when you say video games are kind of the new, uh, you know, um, choose your own adventure novels of back in the day and movies, that that's really what they are. And if you watch a stream on, which is like watching TV on Twitch, of someone playing video games. You will start to see it. Um, give it a go. If you're curious, why not? Trucker Dan sent in a text message, uh, Blainer, that was uh, a correction because I said, who the heck has a Google Pixel nowadays? Well, Trucker Dan reminded me that he has one, as we saw when they uh, some shift heads got together in downtown Calgary earlier in the summer. And so, yeah, so uh, Trucker Dan has one. So for both Canadians that have a uh, Google Pixel phone, <laughs> they're more popular than that, I know. They What's really going are. on with the Google Pixel? 
Well, today was the Made by Google event, and we got a look at the new Pixel 8 handsets. Now, yeah, Trucker Dan's not the only one. The Pixel devices are pretty popular. Number one, because they've got really good hardware. Google's figured out how to build these things now. Number two, they're priced aggressively. So the Pixel 8, which is a full-featured handset, starts at $949 Canadian. That's a few hundred dollars cheaper than a comparable Samsung or iPhone is going to cost. You can upgrade to the 6.7-inch Pixel 8 Pro and get a whole bunch of new camera features, and that's $1,349. So it's expensive, but it's a couple hundred dollars cheaper than what you're going to be finding somewhere else. Um, the Pixel 8 Pro, a couple of new things. They've got this new feature in the camera. It's called Best Take. So if you've got a group of people and you're taking, you know, when you've got a group, you take like six or seven photos hoping you're going to get one that works. Mm-hmm. Best Take will actually take the best pose, the best face from each of the people and amalgamate them into one. So if you've got one where Cousin Joan has got her eyes closed, it will lift a photo from one of the other shots of Cousin Joan with the eyes open, and it will include that in the composite that it puts together. Kind of a cool little feature. And that's one of the reasons that people really like the Google phones is because the cameras and the camera functionality, especially the artificial intelligence machine learning that goes into them, is kind of second to none. They really do have really good cameras. All right, good to know. Um, they that, that always seems to be the, the, the access point for other phones over... Apple really is, and that's what we see get updated over and over again. Is you know now your 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 used to be your phone comes with a camera, and now your camera comes with a phone. It's really kind of the way it's shifted and, and changed, and, right? And they're getting better and better every time. So the Pixel Eight's got a fifty megapixel main camera, a twelve megapixel ultra wide. The Eight Pro has got a forty eight megapixel ultra wide and a forty eight megapixel telephoto. Like there's really incredible detail coming in here. This is what enables low light shots to look good, um, and and really be able to bring in some of the the detail and the texture in in those photos. I, I can't be the only one that looks at this and goes, well, of course they keep raising the size of the photos from the phone. They also sell you; they're the ones that sell you more space to store it on, right? Apple does it, Google does it, they all do it. So no wonder they make the pictures bigger. Then they can sell you more stuff. Yeah, there is a relationship there. I'm not sure that it's as conspiratorial as you've just made it out to be. I do well, think I that we're... Conspiratorial. I think, I think it's smart business. <laughs> we're going to get to the point where it's like, okay, I don't really need my camera to be any better. That's about as good as I need it to be. I think that we might be approaching that that calculus now. Um but in the, in the meantime, if people want better phones or better cameras in their phones, then the manufacturers are going to find ways to provide better cameras in the phones. Mm-hmm. Well, we have better filtering, and it makes the colors look pretty. So I don't know if that's the that camera too. or the software, right? Okay, uh, Google has a watch. Yeah, the second-generation Pixel Watch is kind of catching up with the other smartwatches out there. So Pixel Watch 2, uh, 480 for the Wi-Fi version, 550 if you want to include LTE cellular. It's got a 24-hour battery, which is um, sort of exceeds what some of the other watches can do. And it's got the kind of features now that you would expect. So it's got workout tracking. It's got fall detection, heart rate sensors, and all of those things. And if you've got a Pixel phone, 
um, and you're really into using Google services like Gmail and Calendar, the Pixel Watch 2 is seamlessly integrating with those better than some others. And if you don't want to go the full watch, you've also got the new Charge 6 Fitbit because Google bought Fitbit years ago. Now they're blending these things together. You've got Fitbit tech going into the Pixel Watch 2, and then you've got Google tech going into the Fitbit. So you can have a watch that does fitness tracking, or you can have a fitness tracker that brings in some of the wearable features like Google Wallet and Google Maps on board. Okay. Cool stuff. Now you know all the things with Blaine Kylo, solocore.com. And next week we will catch up again with more of what you need to know. Thanks, Blaine. I will leave you with one last thought. PlayStation Portal pre-orders are open. So if you're keen on getting one of those handheld devices, they will go fast. Get on that now. Another conspiracy theory that they never quite build enough just to raise demand.